Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Tuesday again? What's up? <laughs> Happy Hi, Tuesday and welcome to Fight Club. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Fight Club for Business, the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. Uh, this week, we get to be joined by Susan Bess. Thank you so much for joining us, Susan. We're super excited to have you with us. Do you Thank mind you. just giving our listeners kind of a brief rundown of yourself and your business? Sure. I own an exterior cleaning business in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, I also have a direct sales business that I've had for 24 years. And I homeschool two amazing kids. And um, yeah, and then I do all kinds of other things on top of that. So all the things. All the things. All the things. All the things. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun show. So uh, thank you for joining us, Susan. We're super excited to have you. And those new listeners or returning listeners, my name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband. And my background's in marketing. So I love to help business owners understand the numbers behind the data they get from their marketing company and how to make better decisions based upon that, as well as really help them break into that social world and understand that it's not a big, scary place to live in and that it can be fun and very exciting to work in. So super excited to have you with us, Susan, and welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. Thank welcome you. Back. Excited to be here. Uh, Tay gave me a hard time yesterday because I was having, I was struggling with my, I didn't have my lead generation data handy at all. Yeah, it's really frustrating. And she got really grumpy, real grumpy voice. So she, she means that when she says that uh, she likes to make data-driven decisions around marketing and she doesn't believe in guesswork or gut work on if something's working or not. She's like, show me the data. Uh, <laughs> my name is Megan Likes. I am a CPA based in Northern California. I own a bunch of businesses. Um, my favorite of which is my window cleaning business, which is how I met Susan at ResponsaCon. We were nerding out over some bundles, uh, a couple, I don't know, two years ago probably. And I also own Bookkeeping Academy Online, where I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so they can live more financially rewarding lives. And uh, welcome to the show, Susan. Happy to have you. Thanks, Megan. Hey, Susan. Nice to see you again. Susan and I met at a women's panel for Conquer in January, and I was thrilled to meet her and be on stage with you. It was awesome. Thank you so much. I am Michelle Myers, and I co-own a company called Pink Collars with also my sweet husband, who is also in the uh, floor coatings business with Wise Coatings. And if you need help with back office, front office, follow-up, text, emails, all the phone calls, and all the huge amount of communication that comes into your business pink collars can help you there so i'm thrilled to have you join us susan we're going to talk all things systems when you hang out with me okay awesome thanks michelle and lastly i'm martha woodward i'm in california today and uh and it's early it is early <laughs> they all think that it's just me not being a morning person it's early yeah. um i am co-founder of quality driven software and I am founder of the Pay for Performance Expert courses. So we're, we've been working a little bit on that stuff. So it's front of mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good and she's, she's a Pay for Performance Expert. I always forget that. But like she owns the domain and everything. She's a whole oh, wow. like, thing around it. Well, welcome, Susan. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I can tell like in my sharing abilities, I'm not quite there this morning. So you'll get there. I'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> Thank you, Martha. We just got to let you wake up a little bit. Good thing you're at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put coffee in and you'll be fine. I'll be good. Yep. I'm, I'm having coffee. And Drew is here. Good morning, Drew. Good to see you. Awesome. Well, I, get, I think I get to steal you first here, Susan. So a um, couple things I wanted to talk about. Obviously, I know you are using Responsive, which we will kind of talk a little bit about that because I think it is important to have some form of structure in that sales process. So I don't get to talk and dive too deep into sales too often in my marketing segment. So when I do, I take full advantage of it. 
But um, the first thing I'd like to talk about, which will kind of segue us into the sales process. Direct sales. No. Ooh. No, not direct sales. I want to know. I'm sorry. So I, but Well, I guess we can talk a little bit about that since Megan brought it up. <laughs> well, I know she's going to be grumpy if I don't cover it. So I love you. <laughs> so first, I want to talk about your passion for educating your clients because it's very visible on your website. And that's very important, I think, when it does come to the sales process. Mm -hmm. So we'll start in your education. We'll kind of lead into some direct sales and then we'll talk a little bit about responsive. And how does that sound? That sounds great. <laughs> okay, awesome. So added one more in there. So we're going to have to kind of go through this like pretty systematic, but okay. I love the beginning of your story where you really said that in starting this business, you guys were looking just to have a quality company in your area mm -hmm. and someone that was reliable and able to educate clients and make sure that they knew exactly what they were getting when they called to hire for your services. So for you, how has educating your clients really impacted the sales side of the business? Has it been a pretty major impact for you all? I think it has. Um, Travis and I both have background in sales and we both love, we both love sales and love connecting with people. And I think when you, when you give your clients the education that they need, so that they can make a decision. I think that's where the magic happens. And, you know, everybody doesn't want to know about something technical. They just want to know that the job is going to get taken care of. But then if they ask a technical question, having that knowledge to be able to connect with them and explain things to them also is really helpful. And I think it's also like when I am sending out a bid, many times I will say this is for a deep clean. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. our clients maybe haven't washed their house in like five or 10 years. But um, <laughs> you know, I mean, in that case, you know, and I'm I'm happy to say, hey, I'm not going to be your cheapest price. I'm going to but I will make sure that you are thrilled with the results. And, you know, and even if you're not thrilled initially, we're going to make it right because we're human and we're not perfect, but we do make things right. And so mm -hmm. I think just the connection with a, with a client is, I think that's just magic. And, you know, I don't apologize for price. I know I'm not the cheapest. I know I'm not going to be, and I'm okay with that. So. I that. And I like that you did put in there too, that, you know, even if something does go wrong, we will make it right. Like you're already accounting for the human aspect of the business Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that I that is important for companies, I feel, to start adding in because we are all human. Our technicians are human. Our admins are human. Us as business owners, we're human. So mistakes do happen. But knowing that you have that built into the system to make sure mm -hmm. that it's taken care of in the long run just adds more to that sales process, in my opinion, and adds more trust mm -hmm. and yes. allows them to trust you so much more because they know if something does go wrong, they're not going to ghost them, which is fantastic. Um, so when talking education into direct sales, it's kind of, mm -hmm. I know I have to move pretty quick with this because I only have X amount of time. So I apologize for rushing through this, but, um, education does seem to be the root of your all, your sale, sales process, which is very important in my opinion. So when it comes to direct sales, how do you kind of work that education in there as well, just to make sure that we're really covering that for each client? Mm, I don't, I think it's just listening. It's a lot of listening. Um, you know, I love that. I love that Mary Kay Ash always said we have two ears and one mouth because we're supposed <laughs> to listen, listen twice as much as we speak. And there's something beautiful about that. And sometimes people just talk people to death. <laughs> it's like you sold them into it and right out of it, you know? So the biggest thing is just learning to listen and making that a priority. Absolutely. So learning to listen and making that, I love that, making that a priority. My dad always said something similar. It was always keep your mouth shut and your ears open. That was what yes. we always got told as a kid. So as far as direct sales for the business, how much um, do you say comes from like sales of, you know, say weekly sales, monthly sales comes from that facet of the sales process. What? Okay. Tell me what you mean. 
So like how much when it comes to your direct sales, so we have like different avenues of sales, right? And direct sales is just one of them. So how many new clients are you normally getting from the direct sales avenue? Oh, so Sorry, right now with that business, I am in a very reactionary mode. Like I'm in full force drive, drive this exterior cleaning big and fast. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, that's where my focus is. Um, 100, you know, it's like, yes, I've got another business and I am responsive, but I am not, I am not initiating growing. So you're not that. pushing that right now. Okay. Not no. a problem. So no, not at all. we'll kind of, mm. kind of refocus into responsive then because that's one where there's so, I will say this time and time again, there's so much flexibility when it comes to responsive and just the uniqueness of which we say this all the time. This isn't a show that's sponsored by Responsibid, but we love them and we love you, Kurt. It should and be though. Responsibid, <laughs> you should pay us for a uh, podcast sponsorship. <laughs> I will send you the pitch deck again. What <laughs> it is, it's it's something I know all four of us love, and I'm sure you do as well. And for me, I think it is the flexibility and being able to really design it how you like. So that's kind of one of the questions I do like to ask people that use Responsibit. How do you use it? How do you approach that sales process through that software? Um, and how has it impacted your company? So I'm going to give you two different answers. Okay, so we are not fully functioning in Responsibit right now. Okay. However, the reason, and then, um, and Travis and I are like, huge opposites on a lot of things. His <laughs> reason that he wanted Responsibid is because of the follow-up sequences. I wanted Responsibid because of the packages. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm an upseller girl, you know, I'm like, I want you I to have them. all your options. You don't have to choose them. I'm okay if you don't, but you need all your options because yeah. you might, you might go, you know, it would be nice if everything was done at once. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so, yeah, we've just got a couple of kinks we're working out right now um, internally. <laughs> so, but anyways, but I think that's, you know, right. It's like you just said, like your husband uses it, loves it for one reason. You love it for a totally different reason. But when you combine those two reasons together, we're talking, you know, not only upselling clients into higher bundled packages, but we're also going to be following up with those clients. So realistically, it's a very seamless process for you and your husband to make sure you're being able to accomplish both those tasks and really create a lifetime client, which is what we all want. And at the end of the day, absolutely. So, yes. <laughs> and that's where, I mean, I will talk very briefly because I know I have to pass you off to Megan, but when it mm -hmm. does come to Responsibid, it is something that even if you're not using a sales software like Responsibid, just having, like Susan said, an option for upselling is very important because sometimes clients don't know what they need. And I'm sure you can attest to this. I've seen it multiple times in our business where they'll call us for a roof cleaning, but their driveway is a mess. Their patio has mold all over it. Their screen enclosure is disgusting. And they don't even realize that that's like potentially impacting just like their li daily livelihood and like the health of their family. And that for me is very important to make sure we're able to give them all those options. So, and that's something you briefly um, spoke to just when you were explaining responsive. So I wanted to kind of yeah. expand on that a little bit more. Um, so as you move forward, I'm excited to see what your responsive journey looks like and how you and your husband really begin to integrate this more into the business. But I do have, I have run out of time and I'm going to have to pass you off to Megan. So that way you guys can talk finances. Okay. Awesome. Oh, fun. I, okay. I love that you said packages because I feel like that's how we met. So happy for anniversary. Um, yes. I, we were at brunch on Sunday and I didn't even know that Jeff still got the emails from responsive. But he like in the middle of brunch turns around his phone and he's like, someone just bought a bundle and it was like windows, gutter, solar panels. So everything we sell, mm -hmm. they added a membership with frequency and they scheduled themselves for the next day using smart scheduling. And like, we're having lunch, like, and there's nobody involved <laughs> anywhere else. And it was a brand new customer. And it was like almost a $1,500 ticket. Mm -hmm. um, by the time Cassie had talked to them, it was an over $1,500 ticket. And I was like, wow, yeah, that's cool. And don't beat yourself up. Like we, we've been iterating our responsibility for serving different purposes for a long time. I actually had to go get my notebook while you're talking. Cause I was like, there's something I need to fix that you reminded me of. 
Uh, I would like to talk about you being in growth mode today because I feel okay. like there are a lot mm -hmm. of companies that are in growth mode out there. So I was hoping you could, you said, or I heard you say, uh, you know, you're, you're going to grow big and fast. That was the goal for the exterior cleaning. And I'm sure there are a lot of people around you or a lot of people listening to this who are like, yes, I want the Susan package. I want to grow big. And <laughs> so talk us through kind of how you're doing that systematically. What does 2023 look like? What are some things that you've put in place? What are some things that you're hoping to put in place? Walk us through what prepping to grow looks like for you. Okay. So I don't know any other way to function, but high growth. Um, just from a personality standpoint. Okay. Um, and Megan, I don't even know if I've told you this. I have an accounting degree. So I, I love some Super numbers. Wow. Um, but, you know, it's like when I took over day-to-day -day operations, because initially Travis was doing day-to-day -day operations and then I took it over. And when I did, I was like, okay, we need to triple every month. And he's like, What? How are you going to do that? And I'm like, I don't know, but I will figure it out. And so I think a lot of it just kind of starts with mindset. And what do you want? It's knowing what you want is that clarity of, okay, I need to know what I want. You know, the how to me is the third question. You need to know what you want. You need to know why you want it. And then you can worry about how you're going to do it. Um, so that's just kind of... Michelle, that is our quote of the week right there. Just I know. I'm just right dying right, right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Why do you want it? And then finally, maybe how are you going to do it? Yeah. Um, I, I would almost even put how important is it first, then how are you going to do it? Like, because I feel like sometimes I get stuck. Somebody was just telling, Liz Trotter was telling me that I've been doing a SWOT analysis the wrong way my entire life. So you're supposed to start with threats. And then if it's a if it's an important enough threat, if it's a big enough risk, you're supposed to move it to an opportunity. And then once you decide that that's an opportunity you want to pursue, it becomes a weakness. And then you tackle the weakness and it becomes a strength. And I was like, what? My I, like, I think I think like <laughs> Susan, like all of us, we're we're getting it done kind of ladies. Like we just yeah. we tackle the problems. But the list is like always 50 pages long. So the prioritizing of that, like what should I be getting done or what should I be growing or what angle should I be improving or iterating? I get stuck in that part, the filtering of like, is it urgent? You know, is it important? So thank mm -hmm. you for sharing the bottom line. Yeah. That's the, like, to me, that's one of the things. Okay. I've got this much time. What's going to move the needle because mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter in a lot of cases, if a lot of things get done, am I moving the needle? Yes, I love it. Okay, so you uh, you said, so you took over operations, you're going to triple every month. So walk us through a little bit of that math. Like, I've been meaning to build out my weekly sales chart. Like right now, I have a monthly sales chart. And I realize like a month is too late. I got to move. I got to move faster. Do you have something like that that's helping you or what, what are some tools in your toolbox that are helping you triple every month? So I love, well, and we don't triple every month. I yeah, mean, but you set the goal. Yeah, Tommy Ball was just the goal. Famous. You shoot for 5 billion so you can hit a billion. And I was like, yes. <laughs> but then you didn't hit your goal. And he's like, Megan, you have a billion. Like what, that you're just happy with a billion. I was like, oh. Okay, that makes sense. So a couple of things. I'm, I'm dialed in on, you know, what did we do this month last year? And then what did we do this month, you know, Anyways, I just look at last year. I don't go back that much further just because our business has grown so fast year over year. So it, you know, what we did two years ago is completely insignificant. Um, but I do that. But I also, um, I love Joshua uh, Latimer's tool revenue buddy, because mm -hmm. it does send you an email every week saying, hey, you need this many new customers this week in order to hit your revenue goal. So um, I don't know if you've used that before, but if you're wanting something weekly, that kind of gives you a good dial in on, okay, this is what it takes this week in order to get there. It's brilliant. I'm gonna I'm linking to it right now in the show notes because we haven't talked about that in a while. Um, yeah. And it's something he built a long time ago, but the idea was you can kind of put in where you're at, where you wanna be, and he'll break it down for you. He'll tell you leads, he'll tell you customers, he'll tell you sales. Um, I just gave a talk uh, with these ladies in Orlando and we talked about how with a million dollar company, 
If you serviced your clients twice a year and you had an average ticket of $800, which with bundles you should, uh, it only takes 588 clients. And we spend all this time trying to chase everyone and to be the exterior cleaner for everybody and the window cleaner for everybody. And I'm like, but the reality is you only need 588 people to say yes to you. And then working backwards from that. So how many leads do you need? And then how much do you have to spend on advertising? Mm-hmm. But 588 clients, that's it. Like I can just picture the little gold chart. Like it's pretty, it's 50 clients a month. I mean, that's not that many. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that you've read from anybody. What other, what other tricks are helping hold you, keep you sane in your, as you're in growth mode? Because for me, the hard part about growth mode is sometimes we're bad at it. Like it's all new stuff. It's stuff we don't know. And you got to like get <laughs> it stuff. I mean, so, it's so much chaos. Really? <laughs> like it is. If you are, if you're in a high growth mode, there's just going to be a lot of chaos, and you need to either embrace it or change your goal because it's not going to go away. Another quote, Michelle. I'm, 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 I'm over here with my pink pen, furiously writing. <laughs> I love it. So, I love it. Embrace the chaos. Well, how do you do that though? It's so much easier said than done. Like. <laughs> you gotta let go of perfectionism, right? Yeah, I don't have, I don't, I don't deal with a lot of perfectionism. I'm like, I just don't have time for it. So there's, I like, I like that one. <laughs> it's a hard one though. Like for me, I'm like, I just want to, I just, it's nothing. I feel I go through days, and I'll tell my executive assistant, I'll just say, I'm bad at everything today, and everybody's mad at me, and mm-hmm. it all sucks. And she's like, Well, Megan. Let's go through all the things you got done today. I was like, but I did them all badly. And she was like, Megan, they are done. You didn't do them badly. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I love you. What is it? Imperfect <laughs> progress beats perfect perfection, imperfection every day or perfect right. perfection every day. So or it's just imperfect action. That's another big one. Of yeah, mine. it's like it's just being willing to take imperfect action. And, you know, we all have our we all have our things that need to be right. But then there's other things that you don't. It's just really not that important. And um, a minimum viable system is fine. Ooh. And <laughs> it's, it's learning to live with that. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not always fun, but also go outside, you know, go, you know, if you need a break, take it. Um, I don't like the, I've never liked the word relax. Um, that just does not fit with my personality, but I do like recharge. <laughs> and so I recognize when I need to recharge. And I think that's, Ooh, that's good. Man, I feel like you're like a walking calendar. I know. Like, recognize when you need to recharge. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good one. And I am the queen of going around the block. I'm like, I just. I got to, I can't, I got, I can't, I need a new perspective. Um, And there's something about walking around the block that gets the blood to your brain. And when you come back and it gets the oxygen in your lungs and it's, everything's just different. It's like, Oh, look at that. I used to tie out tax returns by hand, pencil to paper for over 10 years of my career. And I, you know, 2am and it will not tie out. You get up, you go for a walk around the block at 2am. Luckily I live in California and it's safe to do that. And you come back and you're like, Oh, math error. And it's fixed. Oops, right there. <laughs> it's clarity. It's finding your clarity yeah, in the middle of it. California with being safe. I know. I well, I walked her through a dark alley last night and I was like, it's fine, Martha. We're safe. It's California. <laughs> Great. Okay. Oh, yeah. She lives in Kansas where it's like even more safe, I think, is what she's trying yeah. to say. <laughs> uh, okay. So recognize when you need to recharge. And I love that word recharge. It's active, whereas relax feels more passive. And so for a person who likes to grow and go things, it feels like a more active term. So I get why it's so appealing. (laughs) So good. All right. What about the wins? Like, I think we're really bad at celebrating when we hit goals. So talk us through, like, if you're in growth mode, like, what what are some celebrations you have to look forward to? What are some milestones you have to look forward to? And maybe what's the most recent celebration that you've done? Oh, gosh. Um, when we finished the year, of course, um, I did not even come close to hitting my goal. However, we grew by 72 percent. And I was like, oh, look oh, at wow. that. That was pretty awesome. Um, so <laughs> it's just being willing to go, OK, where did we win? You know, um, you know, it's like we did. Did we have the best January ever? No, but we tripled what we did last January. And that's pretty yeah. awesome. Um, you know, and it's just it's t- it's being intentional about 
about finding your wins. It's being intentional about where do we grow? It's like, oh my gosh, we started last year with a truck and trailer and a Dodge flatbed. And we ended the year with two Isuzu NPR flatbeds, which was a way mm-hmm. upgrade from what we started with. And wow, we really, you know, we did a lot of stuff last year. Um, <laughs> so um, hired our first office at admin last year, you know, and just, just finding the steps, find the wins. I mean, every day, it doesn't take, if you can sit there and you can find a win every single day, if you're intentional about it. And so I think that's, I think it's just having that focus in your life and having it in front of you so that, excuse me, so that you, you keep yourself going when things are not amazing all the time. I love that. I have my homework. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to pass you to Michelle to talk some systems with you. That was really lots of nuggets there. Lots of Tons, tons. Thank you, Susan. Okay. I want to talk about education with your clients and how does homeschooling your kids actually fall into that same category? Because I feel like that type of person that has that patience and that care that can do the education at home, it's a natural thing for your business. How do you use that superpower kind of in both roles that you play? (laughs) Um, I love people. And so I look for ways to connect. That's I think that's one of the first yeah. things I do is like, how am I going to connect with this person? And where do we have common ground? And how can I make them yeah. feel important today? You know, how can I lift them up? How can I make them feel important? And so going, you know, the education to me starts there. It starts with yeah. who's the person that I'm interacting with and how yeah. can I, how can I be a blessing to them? I mean, like one thing, one thing that I tell um, Amber when she's answering the phone every day, I'm like, everybody that calls when they leave, when they get off the phone with you, you know, they may not have had one person smiling while they were talking to them today. They may not mm. have had one person, um, you know, say anything nice to them. And so even if they don't buy from us, it's okay. Our job is to bless others. And when we send that out, um, we're making a difference regardless of whether or not they, they, they want our services. That's beautiful. That's so good. So we just may, uh, Megan mentioned it. We all just did an admin boot camp last week in Orlando. And we found that the empathy in that room was just massive, right? I mean, these gals and, and we've had guys before, we just didn't have any in this cohort, but these guys and gals really have a heart for service and for people. So tell me how you use that also in the way you sell, because that's kind of sometimes a weird conflict for an admin or for somebody with a heart, right? For people, they feel kind of like, I feel like it's a little bit weird to sell. And you love sales and growth. So how do you kind of square those two things with Amber? You said her name is? Yes. The admin. Yeah. Um, When somebody calls us, they are asking for help. And so when we are serving them, then it's not that you're selling them, it's that you're helping them. And so I think just like realizing that, and I tell my guys this too, and I'll, you know, a lot of times at my morning meeting, I'll say, hey, this person, you know, they used to do their own stuff, but they're having some health issues. So we get to go and help them out today. We get to go and be a blessing to them. And I'll tell them the backstory on the person that they're going to see, um, because I think it frames how they show up. It absolutely does. It does. And so just just really letting them know that, hey, we're here to help them. They need this. You know, they need somebody. They are so busy that they don't, you know, it would take them four hours. It's going to take us one hour to do the same job because we come with a different equipment and a different skill set. And we're serving them by giving them time with their family. Yeah. And so I think a lot of it is just giving them a different perspective and a different way to look at things. I yeah. forget to talk to my technicians about this. I love that about you service. That. Yeah, like, that's a good one. Their work matters. Yeah, but we talk about it a lot with the person answering the phone. Uh, and we we deliver meals on wheels at our company. And we say, you know, you you might be the only person that senior sees today. You're going to be the only yeah. smile that comes across their door today. You're going to be the only mm-hmm. voice that they hear in real life 3D today. Like mm-hmm. make it count. You've got 30 seconds to make their whole day. But we forget to talk about our clients. <laughs> Wow. Light bulb. Thanks, Susan. <laughs> You're <laughs> Another one. Another one. 
Okay. And then for listeners out there, business owners, that this may be a challenge for them, right? To have that empathy or to share those training tools. Is there any sort of little hack that they can use in their business that can just start the ball rolling for them to talk about how to serve or how to give or how to have their admin be happier or their technicians? I love that you do this morning meeting. Is there any other sort of touch point that they can start if that's hard for them? I think the first thing I would do is just challenge them to say, when is a, where, where was a great service experience you had? Mm. You know, when did somebody, did somebody come and take care of your lawn? And you were like, oh my gosh, I got to come home and my, my lawn looked amazing. Or, um, you know, my pool got serviced and it looks great now. And they were so nice when they were doing it. So find somewhere where you were on the receiving end gosh. and then transfer that into the giving end. I love that. That's perfect. That's beautiful. And a great time to segue over to the sweetest Martha to talk about people. Thank you so much. <laughs> I loved it, Susan. Thanks. That's part of why I started my maid service, Susan, is because I'd had a great experience as a maid service customer. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find, and we moved, couldn't find good people. And I thought, you know, I could do that. I could do that. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a really crazy idea, but you know, it, it, it definitely made an impression. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me a little bit about your staff and like, what's your biggest struggle? And then tell me also, we're going to talk about what you think you do differently at your company with your people that maybe Others don't because it's all about learning. Okay. Tell me the first thing again. Um, with your staff, what do you feel like you struggle with the most? Okay. Um, hmm. I would just say overall scheduling time, like my time and wanting to give as much as I want to give to everything. That is, that is probably my biggest struggle. Um, I love the people that work with us. I love them. I love, I, you know, I consider it a privilege. We have amazing people and, um, and they have big hearts and they love to serve. And we made a conscious decision last year that um, we, we started running all of our applicants through HireBus. And um, the number one metric I look at is customer service. And if you score high in customer service, I'll look at your other at your other numbers. But if you don't start like if you're not good in customer service, I don't care how good you can clean something. That's yeah. not that's not what I want to send out. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just it's making sure, you know, so and, and I have so many ideas of things that I want to get implemented mm -hmm. and get, um, you know, scheduled. And, and so just just time to do all the things probably is my biggest struggle. And I think the things that we do differently are um, just work to care about our customers or I, actually uh, about my, our staff, but I consider them my number one customer. You know, yeah. I, want, right. I want my staff to be so happy because if they're happy, then they're going to send that out when they show up at somebody else's, you know, at our, at our client's house. So um you know, on, uh, I send them messages on, uh, different holidays. I write them birthday cards and, you know, send, get them money, um, give them gifts. You know, I try to know what their favorites are. Like I can tell you basically everybody's favorite from Bojangles. And sometimes I'll just pop into Bojangles and pick up breakfast on the yeah. way in and yeah. give everybody their favorite. So, um, I, I need that more systemized because right now I just memorize everything and it would be helpful. To have that. <laughs> it would be helpful to have like a systemized way to do that. Michelle will tell you have a, a Bojangles Trello board. Oh yes, I will. Everybody's favorites, 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 favorites. Well, I'm working on a celebration survey that's, mm -hmm. that's like, you know, just a place for them to put all their favorites. So that mm -hmm. when new people start, I've got all their favorites in. That's our so cool. 
we did our admin. She did it all on her own because she was so frustrated about like chasing stuff down. And uh, so she did a jot form and that lives in a Google sheet. And then she has that pinned on her Trello board and she can go see like when it's somebody's having a hard day or somebody picked up an extra job or somebody, you know, when she wants to like praise somebody specifically, she can give them what they like, not what she thinks they like, which is huge. Yeah. But, you know, I want to touch on how you talked about how much you, appreciate them. And, and you mentioned that you love your employees. So a lot of times something that I, you know, I talk a lot about, do you have the right person or people? And not that your staff has to be uh, people that you want to hang out with 24 seven, but if you don't have a true appreciation and like if there isn't kind of that love fondness for them, mm -hmm. I would question if they're the right people because it's, there's a disconnect and there's a reason that you don't feel that way about them. And very possibly it's that they're just not the right fit for the company. So I love that you said that. And when you're, and it sounds so insignificant, but it's not the fact that you are, I mean, it, it does sound silly, but the fact that you're not just going across the board and saying, I want 10 of this item at Bojangles. Instead, you know what each person wants and that hits home because then when you deliver that, they absolutely notice that. And yeah. now they're more than just a cog in the wheel. Like they actually matter. So uh, for you all that are listening, it doesn't take, you know, you don't have to throw tons of money at the problem or, you know, it's the little things that really make an impact. So I love that, that you That's recognize another it. quote. It's a little things. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And um, I want to say they're so easy to do, but honestly, it's easier to throw money. I thought you were going to go the women way because like Michelle was just talking about this, like the importance of loving the people that you're spending time with, loving the people that you're away from, you're giving up time with your family for. Yeah. And that I, juxtaposition is hard. You got to um, think about that. <laughs> I wonder like we, our listeners are mostly men, so we're still talking to you guys. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but, like I wonder if that comes a little bit more naturally for us. Like I think about Jeff and when Martha first came in our world and Jeff was just like, I pay them to do their job. And like, he yeah. Like, and I like said the other day, I was like, but I love him. Like I mm -hmm. actually genuinely love him and what he does for my family and for my business. Maybe yeah. we can talk. I don't know. Can I, I just hijacked you, but I feel like it's important <laughs> to discuss. Like if you are against yes. this and you're like, I don't love my people. I will tell you, it hurts my heart when somebody, you know, just talks about how, oh man, you know, my guys, they just, they're, you know, they're no good or they did this or that. And it's like, okay, well yeah. then sit there and think about it. And is that the person you hired or is that you because you weren't clear? Because I'll tell you, there have been plenty of times that there were issues because I wasn't clear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sure. and so the first thing I have to do is go, where's my responsibility in this? And do yeah. I need to level up somewhere? Have I missed, you know, have I not communicated well, which, um, yes. Oh my gosh. All the time, because I've got so much stuff in my head and my brain moves so fast that, that I don't slow down enough. You know, it's like mm -hmm. when I'm trying to talk, I'm like, Oh, I just strung together 15 different thoughts. I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and you I know that yesterday there was something that was brought up and it's, it's just a simple, um, it's a simple concept, but you hit on it. Uh, so someone was talking about how, uh, she she's in management and her boss were irritated with this employee because he texts them in the evening and you know is complaining about the schedule now mm -hmm. i wouldn't like that either but you know my first question was so what are your what are your policies about texting 
after hours. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. most of us think, well, of course, you know, of course you're not going to bug us or you shouldn't bug us after hours, but not everybody knows that. And if you've not set your boundaries and you haven't made it clear what is proper and what's not, then you really can't be mad at that person for doing that. I mean, yes, they, there were other factors and so forth, but that's what I, I told her. I said, you first start with, okay, this is what you need to text me about after hours. Like what's urgent and I need to know after hours and the other stuff you can tell me first thing in the morning, you know, but they hadn't set up those parameters, but yet we're really angry with the employees. So it's what you just said that uh, if you hadn't been clear and transparent and they're doing something you don't like, well, the first place to start is have I set up those guidelines and do they know what they are? Well, and what I heard was, like, why is the employee stressed about a schedule after hours? Like, where are we being proactive as a leader to go through their schedule? Like, we, we're in February here, and, like, my team is stressed about the schedule. So we are talking about it all the time, and I keep telling my management, I'm like, guys, you don't wait till it's a problem. you got to be proactive. Mm-hmm. Complaining is when you need to talk to them. Because once they're complaining, then they're pissed. Like, they're not even hearing you. And this shift of leadership styles where – you're getting ahead of the, you're not hiding from the, you know, you're like, I feel like I have a manager in my company who's just like, it's fine. Nobody's complaining. I'm just going to hide until like, we're just not going to talk about it. And I'm like, no, you got to talk about it. Like get in front of it. Show and them. Apologize. It. When you do something wrong, apologize for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So. Cause you can expect them to apologize for something if you don't go first. Right. So own it. All right. Well, I know what my homework's going to be. So Susan, this is the part where I pass it back to Tay. She's going to wrap it up for us. And then we're going to go through and assign homework and you can assign homework or not. And so you'll go after me, but Tay. Well, and for the fight club ladies, uh, I had a great call this week. Uh, and this woman said that she does her homework every week. So I think we mm-hmm. actually have some listeners out there, of that course doing their homework, which is of so cool. I love that you give homework That's oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, it just, it just puts, puts legs under what you're learning. It's awesome. Well, since we're on the topic, I'm going to give everyone the reminder that we give every week and that is to please only choose one piece of homework. We are about to give you four to five pieces of homework, and that is too much to accomplish in one week. And we want you to be very um, intentional about what you choose and what spoke Mm -hmm. to you this week and what needs to get done in the business. We talked about that a lot kind of during Megan and Susan's segment on what needs to get done to push that needle forward. So really kind of hone into that when we go over our homework right now and make sure to choose a piece of homework that is speaking to you this week. So... For marketing homework, I was kind of torn. I had a couple different ways I wanted to go with it, but I think I just want you to listen this week. And I don't want you to over communicate when you're on the phone or you're with a client in person. Maybe it's, you know, teaching that to your sales team. Maybe it's talking to your admins about it, or maybe it's just you. Maybe you're still on the phones and you need to take that moment to take a step back and listen to what that client is saying. Because when we actually listen, we hear a lot more about what that client's going through instead of just jumping to assumptions of what we think they may need from us. So marketing wise, I know that it sounds like it might be pretty easy, but taking that step back and as we kind of all said in our own way, keeping your mouth shut and your, your ears open is how I always heard it is lot more difficult than you think it may be. So just take that this week and actively listen to what your clients are saying to you. I love that. I love that. Um, I, so Susan said something and it was like, look for the one win every day. Uh, look for, look for the wins. They're there. And I feel like this is something that uh, did not come naturally to Jeff. I can't remember if it came naturally to me. I 
but I just know that I do it a lot now. Like I, I'll spin any story. Like if you ever heard me tell a story, I'm like, this is my story. And it's a very happy ending because in my head, it's a happy place. Um, and I think what helped us in our marriage and definitely in our businesses was the book, The One Minute Manager. And The One Minute Manager is a really fun, quick, easy read, but it talks about praising the good. It talks about finding the good. It talks about looking for the good. And if you can, if you can start with this simple task that Susan said of looking for one win every day, mm-hmm. you're going to, as entrepreneurs, we want to win. We love to win. We're going to play to our nature and it is going to give you energy and it is going to give you confidence. And when you have energy and confidence, you win more. It's like the weirdest thing, but it ends up in this really positive cycle as opposed to like a negative spiral. It's a positive cycle of winning. So I'm going to challenge you for this week to write down one win every single day. And if you find yourself already doing that, then I want you to write down a win about somebody on your team or your spouse instead. Mm-hmm. When Jeff and I read One Minute Manager, we did not plan on it being a te- like something we were going to apply in our marriage. But holy smokes, the way we talk to each other completely. And I feel like we've been together like, I don't know, 12 years at that point or something. I mean, it's not like we were talking to each other badly. But this, like, we just, we, like, naturally thank each other for things that we're genuinely thankful for because we have grateful hearts. And it, it has changed our marriage a lot. So um, find the wins for yourself because you got to start there. If you're already doing that, then find the wins for the people really close to you and celebrate them. Don't, like, make an effort to say it out loud. And if you need help or if you need a new reading book, One Minute Manager is in my top three books of all time, and it will help you. Ooh, I love that. I might actually do that homework. I like that one too. Love it. And you're <clears throat> like, they, when Nevaeh, so Nevaeh had a role every night at dinner, we'd do the three wins and we'd have to give one to each person and it had to be genuine. Ooh. There was no fluffy wins allowed. And she, mm-hmm. oh, kids love this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, you are your systems homework this week is to look at your processes and your systems and realize just like Susan said that if you're in growth mode, embrace the chaos, right? Embrace the chaos or change the goal. And I loved Tay how you said take a little step back um because I think that's really important for all of us every once in a while to take a little step back and confirm you're in the right spot so that's your uh systems homework embrace the chaos a little bit this week all right and your people homework. <laughs> if you don't already have a kind of a celebrations intake form where you find out people's favorites then it's time to do that and uh, you know, so if there is a certain sandwich shop or because make it easy on yourself, like mm-hmm. try to pare it down so that you're not going to 20 places, but ask them, you know, what's your favorite meal at such and such. And then when that opportunity comes up that you want to buy for the team, uh, we did that where we would like I, my field manager, one of her jobs was that yeah, at least once a quarter, she went out and surprised people with something, you know, in the summer, she was like the ice cream truck, you know, um, but find out their favorites. And then when you do those acts of kindness for them, it feels like it's more personal and that you know them and care about them. Okay. Good stuff. So, Susan, do you want to give a word, or do you want to? Yeah, I would love to. First of all, all those are good. <laughs> those are awesome. Who inspired um, those, Susan? That's that was true. all you. <laughs> Full credit for that. Um, I would, I would love to. Say, okay, so one of my favorite mentors, her name was Rena Tarbett, and she used to have a saying that was, "If you need help, ask, and if you don't, prove it." which I thought, you know, that just kind of sums things up real nicely. And sometimes you need help. So um, I would love to offer to do 10 clarity calls. Like if you're just in a place where you really just don't know what your direction is or how to move forward or that type of thing, uh, I would love to reach out and just offer that. 
floor. First time wow. people ever seen Never had a guest that. That's beautiful. Like, Can you take four right now? Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> four. So we've got left. the first four. Yeah, we're six left. <laughs> I don't think we're eligible. Oh, <laughs> we'll make an exception for us. You're a bonus on top of that. How about that? Uh, okay, so uh, to walk, so uh, people are afraid of the phone and they're afraid of strangers. So walk them through what a clarity call is and what the takeaway would be. Okay, so um, I don't know if y'all read Strengths Finders before. Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. And um, my top one is strategy. And so I love asking questions and helping people discover like where they're really at because sometimes you don't take long enough, you know, you really don't know. And so I love just having a conversation with somebody and just saying, hey, Megan, tell me about, tell me about, where you're at. Tell me about you and where you're at right now. You know, and then just letting that go to the next step. Um, if you wanted something different right now, what would it be? Mm. You know, I love it. okay. So you're offering to ask some thoughtful questions to be mm -hmm. like a friend and to help offer some direction or clarity. And you're just going to kind of pair it back to them. Like, well, this is what I heard you say, or Sometimes, mm -hmm. does that ever happen anyway, where you answer your own question mm -hmm. just by like, you know, yeah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the queen of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and we can get stuck. You know, we can really get stuck. And I just think it's helpful sometimes to just, just to have somebody that is not, you know, that's disconnected, you know, that's not connected to you currently in any way. Mm -hmm. um, just really sit there and listen and go, hey, let's let's just let's see where you're at and let's, let's find, find some things. And what I love most about that is I start finding people's superpowers that they don't even realize are superpowers. Ooh. And so that's really a ton of fun because, you know, something may be so easy for Tay and she's like, well, I just do that. And I'm like, yeah, people don't just do that. That's, yeah. that's your superpower. That's how you yeah. shine in the world. That's how you bring your best out to others. So it's, you know, it's kind of, um, yeah, helping people clear up where they are, get unstuck and, and, and have some next steps for moving forward. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I think the next step there, Tay is going to ask I you. Yeah. Yeah. How to get a hold of you. The next step is going to be, how does any of our listeners get a hold of you? If they do want to take advantage of this clarity call that again, there are only 10. Susan's giving 10 available right now. So mm -hmm. what would be the best way for our listeners to get in con get into contact with you? There we go. <laughs> Email's great. My email is Susan at washwilmington.com. So that's really easy. Um, also Facebook messenger, Susan Lackey best on Facebook. That's easy. I'm a terrible poster. I need to change that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, homework for Susan, new picture <laughs> with your long hair. Right. Yeah. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Lupe. Just thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for doing your homework. Uh, I, I was so excited to talk to you this weekend. She said she loves Fight Club and she loves the homework. So I just had a mm -hmm. big Yay. shout out to Lupe. So. Yeah. Yay. And then I have a quote for the day. And yes, it is going to be a Susan quote. There were so many good ones. We're just, we could pick from a 20, but I picked this one, which I loved. What do you want? Why do you want it? And then how do you do it? How should be at the end? I love that. Mm -hmm. That was so good. Thank you so much, Susan. It was a pleasure spending yet another stage time with you here. I'm so grateful. And I know everybody else is. And everybody get out there and fight and have an awesome Tuesday. Oh, right. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.